I have something I need help with today. So if they want to come, just form a little half circle here, have a seat on the ground. Have a seat right there, bud. I know you want to sit by me. I, I need some help. I need some help. So today we're going to be talking about planting, and we're talking about seeds. How many of you, I, I know some of you, so if you have before, just raise your hand. How many of you have ever planted something before? Have you planted? You've planted. What have you planted? Too much. Yep. Strawberries, that's good. Timmy, what have you planted? Yeah, I know your family. I know they plant a lot too. It's awesome, isn't it? Planting stuff because you get to watch it grow and then you get to enjoy the fruit or the vegetables. It's so much fun, right? Well, today we're talking about planting and we're talking about growing the way that God helps us grow. And the really cool thing is that God, he has this kingdom, okay? And, and he wants us to be a part of it. But even more so, he wants us to help others become a part of it. And so when we begin to grow, he then gives us seeds that we can then plant in other people to help them grow. So what we're going to do, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, we are perfect because we have done ten. I, Amy counted right. She said, do 10. So be very careful because this is dirt. I don't want you to spill it. What we're going to do is I want you to, we're going to plant, we're going to plant green beans because what, what we're going to do is I'm going to give you the seed and you're going to plant the seed in here. And then after service, I'll take these back before service because I know y'all, hey, busy hands and whatnot. Uh, but we'll, after service, you'll take these home, you'll make sure they stay nice and wet and everything, and then when they grow, she does. Well, we're going to do something very special, because how many of you know that we have a garden here at the church, right? So we're going to get these growing, and then when we get the garden ready, we're going to plant them, so then you guys can see all of what's going on. Uh, we're going to plant some stuff. I don't know. Here, go ahead and take this. Just hold on to your seed real quick. Don't do anything with it when I give it to you. It is a big seed. It's a green bean seed. The cool thing is, is that no matter what we do, no matter what we do with these seeds, when we put them in the soil, we can water it. But guess what we can't do? We can't make it grow. We can talk to it. We could say, grow, grow seed, grow. I want you to grow. But that won't do anything. We could, we, we could, do, we, we, we could make it a card. We, we could give it gifts. We could sing to it. But nothing we do will turn this seed into a plant. That is all up to God. Only God allows this seed to grow into the plant that we want. And so we just have to learn to trust him. And that's the same. When we tell people about Jesus, that's like planting a seed. 
But nothing we can do can make people believe in Jesus other than just saying, hey, you know, he loves you. And so we have to trust God to do the work. So take your seed, stick it in the soil. I promise there shouldn't be any worms. Parents, I'm sorry if you do find one. Um, there shouldn't be. I looked as hard as I could. Put it in the soil. And then when, when after service, we're going to grab these. And we have little cards to remind you what you need to do with them if in case you've never planted something before. And then you're going to take it home. And then when we get that garden ready, you're going to bring the plants here so we can plant them, okay? All right? So let's go ahead and put them back in the container for right now. Well, all you need to do is give them a little bit of water. And this card, your parents will be able to read the card to you. It has all the instructions that you need to make sure that the seed does what it needs to do. Yep, just set it right up on the top. Okay, careful, guys. All right, so now there's a few coloring sheets in case you want them. Remember, we're coloring these sheets for people like Miss Dolores who can't be here, for Miss Cindy and her husband Rod, and for Dennis and Debbie, for the people who haven't been able to come. So color them nicely, and we'll send them to them, okay? Now, all of us who didn't get to have some fun with the seeds right now, you can go ahead and open your Bibles to Mark as we get everyone adjusted here. We're talking about growing in to this new creation because this is the season of the church. This is where we are talking about the growth of the church, the spread of God's kingdom. And so we're looking at how this growth is supposed to take place. And so we're going to be looking at Mark chapter, uh, sorry, totally lost my brain here for a second, uh, Mark chapter 4, verses 26 through 34, we're going to be looking at a couple of parables of Jesus. The thing I want us to remember as we read through these parables, as we talk about these parables, is that parables are meant to just help teach us. The beautiful thing about parables is that there can be more than one point I never want us to just think that there's only one thing we can learn from these parables. There's many things we can learn as we grow. Next week, we could read the same story and pick up something different. Two years from now, we could read it, and because our lives are in a different place, something is happening, the Holy Spirit is working in a different way, it could mean something totally different. And that's okay. It doesn't mean that the story was wrong previously. It means that God is unfolding another layer of his knowledge in our lives. So as we read this parable, there, there's a point that I think we need to focus in on today, but I don't want you to be distracted in case you read it and you say, well, I'm picking up something different, or there's something else that sticks out to me. That's great. That's okay. I never want us to stick to a parable and say, this is the only thing we can ever learn. So with that, if you are able, I do ask that you stand for the reading of God's word today in Mark chapter 4. And we're reading from uh, 30, sorry, I'm losing my brain today, from 26 through 34. He also said, the kingdom of God is as if someone would scatter seed on the ground and would sleep and rise night and day, and the seed would sprout and grow. He does not know how. The earth produces of itself first the stalk, then the head, then the full grain in the head. 
But when the, when the grain is ripe, at once he goes in with his sickle, because the harvest has come. He also said, with what can we compare the kingdom of God? Or what parable will we use for it? It is like a mustard seed, which when sown upon the ground is the smallest of all the seeds on earth. Yet when it is sown, it grows up and becomes the greatest of all the shrubs and puts forth large branches so that the birds of the air may make a nest in its shade. When many, with many such parables, he spoke the word to them as they were able to hear it. He did not speak to them except in parables, but he explained everything in private to his disciples. This is the word of the Lord, and together we say, thanks be to God. You may be seated. Heavenly Father, I ask that you help us today. Teach us. We ask, Holy Spirit, that you come and speak to our hearts and our minds. Uncover your word today so that we might be challenged to grow more and more like your Son, Jesus Christ. We ask all this in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So here we have two parables about growing. Now, some of us have more green thumbs than others. Uh, some of some, <laughs> we're trying. We're getting better. We have some house plants that are needing a little recovery. Succulents are not my forte. Don't give me a succulent, please. I can grow garlic like nobody's business, but a succulent I will kill. Uh, and that's okay. I'm, I'm fine with that. But some of us are really good at succulents. I know Pastor Jessica is. Some of us are, are great with flowers. Some of us just don't give you anything that's living because you barely kept your children alive. I, I don't know where you fall on that spectrum, but hey, that's okay. We're learning together. The, the beautiful thing about today is that we're talking about growth that we don't have to worry about. We, we don't have to try to force it. So, so it doesn't matter if you have a green thumb today or not, you're going to be okay. This first parable is, is really the key to, to the point of the lesson, which is this farmer, he goes out and he throws seed on the ground. And night and day he goes to bed, rises, and he waits and he waits and waits. And all of a sudden he sees the plants come up and he waits for the harvest to come. And when the harvest is fully gone, he harvests it. And it says he does not know how. He just waits and he looks. Now, for us today in, in our culture, the mystery of how things grew has kind of been taken away from us because we've studied it to death. We know how plants work. We, we can study it. You know, we, we've looked at it. And we've gotten so good that we've genetically modified things to grow better, to be more resilient to deer or rabbits or to the cold or to drought. We've done everything possible. I, I always love driving uh, through the, the cornfields and looking to see how many different types of corn are coming from different manufacturers because you have this one who promises great seed or you have that one that promises good growth and it is crazy. And so for us today, we look at it and we say, well, we know how seeds grow. We know what happens. We know how plants work. You put it in the ground and then the, the root begins to go and then it sends up the, the stalk that grows and we, we can talk about it to death. And the sad part is, is that then it removes some of this mystery in which we marvel at the fact that the seed is doing it without no one telling it what to do. 
and even more so without anyone being able to tell it what to do. Maybe a better example for us today, something that might hit a little bit closer for us to connect with, is that of pregnancy. Now I'm talking about, yes, I know we're pregnant, so it's on my mind more and more, but I always remember, because Amy always says throughout both of the two previous and even now, it's a miracle how a baby just grows. It's so amazing how she doesn't know what's going on. Her body's just doing it, and, and the baby is just growing arms and legs, and, and, and the heart is forming, the lungs are forming, the brain's there, and like everything's just growing, and we read every week about, okay, now the baby's this big, and the, this is developing, or that's changing, and, it, and it's just a mystery about how that just happens. It's so marvelous, and it speaks to our Creator, it speaks to who God is. And the same mystery that applies to the seeds that are in the ground or to a baby that grows applies to God's kingdom. What Jesus is trying to talk to the people today and what we need to hear today is that God's kingdom is growing in mysterious ways ways that we can't always quantify, ways that we can't always tangibly touch, but it is growing. And what I want us to hone in today is the fact that the kingdom of God depends on Christ, not on us. First and foremost, let us, let us breathe a breath of, of sigh, a sigh of relief. It doesn't depend upon us. How wonderful is it to think that God's kingdom is not dependent upon us. God's not up there saying, Alma, Church of the Nazarene, I need you. If you don't do this, everything fails. If you don't help, if you don't do my kingdom work, everything goes to nothing. That, that's not happening and that's good because, guess what? We've messed up in the past. We'll probably mess up in the future because like every church all around the world, we're learning, we're growing, we're trying to understand, but we don't always get it right the first time, second time, third time, fourth time, and that's okay because the kingdom of God is not dependent upon us. It is on Christ. Everything happens because Christ is making it happen, not because we are making it happen, which is, which is marvelous because, guess what? If we were making it work, if it was dependent upon us, guess what the kingdom of God would begin to look like? It would look like us. Because we would begin to say, well, I really like it this way, or I want it that way, and all of a sudden, all of our all of our traits that aren't so good, all of our qualities that are more on that sinful spectrum, our short-temperedness, our, our short understanding of, of trying to bring people in who are different from us, our, our love that is only so far-reaching, uh, our patience that wears thin, all that will begin to manifest itself in the kingdom, 
if it was dependent upon us, if all the work that happened had to happen from us, our tiredness, our frailty, our ability to get burned out would begin to show. But praise be to God, it's not dependent upon us. Instead, it is on Christ, who never tires, who never becomes impatient, who never fails in love, who is always willing to offer a hand of forgiveness. That is what makes the kingdom so great, and that's what makes it such a mystery, because it is growing without our intervention. Now, don't get me wrong. We are called to come alongside Christ. We are called to join in the work of Christ. We're not just called to sit and, you know, enjoy the benefit. We're called to do something. And Christ wants us to engage with him as he builds the kingdom. But if we have a day where we feel off, if we're struggling, if we're, we're tired, it's okay. The kingdom of God is still going to exist. So let that be a, a release of pressure, of stress on you today. Don't feel like if it's all dependent upon you. Because it's not. It's God's kingdom. He will make it grow. But then we come to this parable, the mustard seed. And we've heard this. And we also know the true facts that the mustard seed is not the smallest seed in the world. In fact, uh, there's plenty of seeds that are way smaller. The, the, the chia seed you know, is, is way smaller than that. Uh, if you're health conscious, you know chia seeds are that popular superfood, and you can do a lot with it, or, or flax seeds are smaller than mustard seeds. This is where you can't take a parable and say, oh, it's not real, so we don't need to pay attention to it. Look, Jesus is using what he has with his disposal, and he's trying to teach a story. What I didn't know until this past week is that the mustard shrub, because it's kind of a shrub, is a weed in this part of the world. It's a weed. It spreads like a weed, and people can't control it because it just goes everywhere. And they have trouble stopping it from where they don't want it to be. And God is saying, my kingdom is like this weed. Now, again, for us today, we don't have mustard trees around here. But I know if Scott was here, he would have a few words to say about dandelions. I know some people really love them, and I know they're great for bees, but some people also, they have a, they have a vendetta against dandelions. And I know that Scott is one of those that he just can't, sorry, I am popping for some reason. Uh, he just can't stand it. And they spread and they spread, and if you don't get them to them just right before they form the, the actual seed, the white part, you're done for. They're going to come back. The kingdom of God is like dandelions. You can't stop it. No matter how much you even treat your lawn, guess what? Every spring, you're still going to have dandelions in it. No matter what you did, you're going to have dandelions. And the kingdom of God is like that. It can't be stopped. It's going to persist and it's going to spread, and you won't even know sometimes because you might take such good care of your lawn that you think it's going to be so great, and all of a sudden a dandelion is going to pop up, and you're going to say, how did it get there? The same is God's kingdom. It's going to pop up in people's lives. It's going to pop up in our own lives. We're going to see examples of it, and we're going to say, how did it happen? How did it get there? 
because it cannot be stopped. But there's a warning that comes with this that I want us to pay attention to as Christians because one of the most dangerous things that we can do is to say, well, I can see, we talked about again in Sunday school about us seeing things and outward appearance. We can see God's kingdom working in this way or that way. And so that must be how it's working. And I see this person, this person is not acting anywhere like how God's kingdom looks. So they must not be a Christian and how dare they seeds go in the ground and you have no clue what's going on until they sprout up and you just pray and hope that they're going to grow. I'm still waiting on my cucumber seeds to pop up myself. All my other plants have come up, but I'm waiting on my cucumbers. I'm thinking, what's going on? I don't know. Were they bad seeds? Are they just not doing what they're supposed to? You have to wait, and you have to wait for it to grow, and someday I'm going to be surprised because all of a sudden I'm going to go out there and cucumbers are going to be everywhere, and that'll be okay with me. But with people, we have the same thing. We can't just say, oh, because I don't see God's not working in them. Oh, because I don't have this proof, this evidence that I say is important, they're not good enough. I want us to be careful because God might be working in them. And that moment where the seed is just beginning is the most delicate point of a plant. It is the most tender part that we must give the most care and attention not to destroy. And when someone is just learning about God's kingdom, when someone is just growing in Christ, we must do our work as Christians to be tender and loving to the extreme because they are in the most delicate point of their lives. And we could be so careful not to smash that seed, not to work around the soil and say, well, there needs to be something here. If, if we take those seeds home, and parents, if your children get impatient, waiting for that bean to grow, and they still keep point poking the soil, and they keep messing with it, that seed is going to have a hard time growing. If they're impatient, and they're just like, you need to be growing, and then, so they take it out of that, and they put it in a different pot, and, and a week later, it's still not growing, so they move it somewhere else. It's going to mess up the growth. So we need to be careful with what we do I don't want us to ruin any seeds that are happening around here in this community. The people that we're reaching out to, the people that we're going to be loving on, the people we're going to bless with the, the produce and the harvest of the garden, the ways that we're going to try to begin reaching out into this community. I don't want us to, to jump on and just say, well, I know how it's supposed to be. I know what God's kingdom looks like when it's fully manifested and grown. So if they're not matching up to that, well, then I'm going to have to make them look like it. I want us instead to develop a patient and a loving kindness so that we can nurture even the smallest of seeds that are starting to grow and to realize that sometimes we're going to see someone that we were having on our radar. Someone that was totally out there that we didn't know about. That dandelion pops up 
that mustard seed begins to grow, you better believe we need to be caring for it. If God's kingdom decides to move over here, then we need to move over here. If God's kingdom moves there, we need to move there. Wherever God is moving, wherever God's kingdom is spreading, that's where we work. And so as we move into a time of prayer, I want us to to ask God, where are you moving? Where is your kingdom? Where is this weed that no one can stop? Where is it growing? And where is the growth in me that needs to take place? Some of us are older bushes than others. Some of us might need more pruning. I didn't mean old age. I meant old in in our faith. Some of us might need some pruning. Some of us might need some watering. Some of us might just need a little bit of patience as the seed continues to begin to sprout. Take heart that the kingdom of God does not rely on any one of us And it doesn't rely on all of us. It's only in Christ that God's kingdom will grow. And we just have the privilege of growing and working alongside Christ. But that's the whole point. We need to walk alongside Christ. And so as we pray today, I want us to pray with hearts saying, Lord, help us to grow. Help us to walk alongside you. Teach us where we have drifted, where we thought you were working. Help us to turn our attention back to where you are actually going. And for those of us who are are seeing potential seeds that are growing in other people's lives, pray for the patience and the love to pour into them so that God's kingdom can grow. Let us pray this morning for this community. I also want us to pray for Saginaw Valley. They have a new pastor that they got just a couple months ago. I want us to continue to pray for them as new pastoral leadership is always a transition. It's always a learning. And I want us also to be in prayer. Um, Mount Pleasant is still recovering from last week. Uh, For those who don't know, there is a a gentleman who killed people, did, I I don't know, there's a whole list of things that happened. They, They finally caught him. We need to pray for him. Guess what? God still loves him. God still wants him even to find salvation. But we also need to pray for the families that lost loved ones. We need to pray for the community that is hurting, that is frightened. We need to pray that God's kingdom might grow out of this turmoil. So let us pray today. Concerning all these things, let us lift our hearts to God together. Father, we ask that you teach us. Teach us to be patient, to be loving, Help us to be tender. 
to the seeds that are just beginning to grow in the lives of those around us. And may we be careful not to judge someone just be by their outward appearance. May we realize that you might be working in them in ways that we cannot see. And we just need to wait for the harvest to come. More than anything else today, may we breathe a sigh of relief that your kingdom is not dependent upon us. That if somehow we mess up, if somehow we fail, if we fall short, if we have a bad week or month, it's okay. Father, I pray that you continue to help Saginaw Valley as they transition, as they find where you are working within their community. Help their pastor as he transitions with his family and begins to work and grow and learn. And I pray, Father, that you continue to heal Mount Pleasant after this past week. I pray for the gentleman that sought to do such evil and destruction. I pray for his salvation. And Lord, I pray for the families that lost loved ones those who are afraid now to go outside because of the shootings that have happened. And I pray, Father, that you just continue to bring healing between the people, between the police officers, and, and everyone who's been involved. May your kingdom grow out of this wickedness that has happened today. And Lord, I just pray for our hearts I pray for Mike Bacon as he has cataract surgery coming up. I pray for Dolores as her strength has just left her since having the virus. I pray for, for healing for her, Father. And I pray for Cindy and Rod as they continue to, to help him and the, be with the doctors as they find the best way to give him the, the best last few months of his life. Lord, I pray that you open our eyes to the ever-growing ways of your kingdom. That we may truly be surprised by what you are doing. Lord Jesus Christ, we remember with gratitude those people who generously sowed the seeds of faith in our lives. Above all, we recognize how you have blessed our lives with the gift of the Holy Spirit so that our faith has miraculously and mysteriously grown. We confess the times we fail to involve ourselves in planting any seeds of faith in the lives of others, the times when our personal agendas become more important than yours the times when we have denied others the opportunity to expand their faith through our lack of interest or involvement, the times when our lives become so entangled with the values of the world that we forget what we have said and done and promised. Lord Jesus Christ, we know that when we become disconnected from you, our lives become parched and unfruitful, and our faith becomes stunted and dry. Bless and renew our lives, we pray, so that we remain connected to you at all times.
and in all places. Strengthen our faith to expand and growing strongly and vigorously to bear the fruit of your mercy, your love, and your undying life, we pray. Amen. So as we, as we think about this, as, as we think about this growth in the kingdom, one of the ways that we continue to grow, one of the ways that we plant these seeds is over the Lord's table. If you have not seen yet, if you have not made the connection of dots, the Lord's table is the pinnacle of everything we believe. Everything we talk about, everything that we profess comes back to this. Every lesson connects back to how we celebrate the Lord's Supper because everything is here. The sacrifice that was made for us that we might live. The growth that we have, it only comes because Christ died for us and showed us a kingdom that is beyond our understanding. So Christ our Lord invites us to his table. All who love him, who earnestly repent of their sins and seek to live in peace with one another. Therefore, let us prepare our hearts to be God's sanctuary today. Glorious God, we praise and thank you because you destined us to be your children. And when you bring us to faith in your Son, Jesus Christ, to make a new creation, your people longed for a leader, and out of Bethlehem you gave them David. And when they yearned for a Savior, out of Bethlehem you gave them Jesus. And in your Son's life and death you showed us the extent of your love. And in his resurrection and ascension you showed us our future in you. As so with all the company of heaven, we rejoice to sing the praise of your glory. Say it with me. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. True and living God, you do not judge by outward appearance, but look upon the heart. You came among us in your Son, Jesus Christ, whose appearance was one with us and whose heart was one with you. And you call your church in human form. Send upon us your Holy Spirit that we may become one with you in faith and hope and love. By that same Spirit, take this food and drink whose outward appearance is bread and wine and make them be for us the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ, who at the supper with his disciples took bread and gave you thanks and broke the bread and gave it to them, saying, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. 
And after supper, he took the cup. And again, he gave you thanks and gave it to his disciples, saying, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Great is the mystery of our faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Promising God, you set our hearts to anticipate your harvest, in which all that turns to you is transformed into glory, and all that shrinks from you is turned to dust. Uphold all who live in the midst of famine, that the bread of your eternal banquet may bring hope to the hungry. Strengthen any who walk in the desert of despair, that the wine of your kingdom may give sustenance to those who thirst. Bless all who labor and are heavy laden, that the sacrifice you made once for all may inspire them to walk with you until the time for tears is done and you fill heaven and earth with the ever-rolling streams of your righteousness. Ever one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, now and forever. Amen. And now with the confidence of children of God, let us pray together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Because there is one loaf, we who are many are one body. For we all partake of the one loaf, and the bread which we break is a sharing in the body of Christ. And the cup over which we give thanks is the sharing of the blood of Christ. And so let us come together to receive the elements. When you receive them, you may pray here at the altars. You may sit in the front row. You may return to your own seats. But when you are ready, when your heart is prepared, you may receive them in your time.
eternal God, we give you thanks for this holy mystery in which you have given yourself to us. Grant that we may go into the world in the strength of your spirit to give ourselves for others in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Join with us as we sing the final song in closing. I surrender all. Page 486 in the hymnal. Join with us this morning.
All of God's creation has responded to His creating. Likewise, we must do the same. So let us go out into the world understanding that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Let our walk declare His glory. Let our talk sing His praise. Let our attitude make men and women wonder what they must do to be saved. Go in the grace of God. God bless you.